Welcome to the Worshipped Woman Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Kristen. I am a life and relationship coach, deep healing facilitator, and subconscious change expert. On this podcast, we will dive deep into personal growth, transformation, and relationships, releasing patterns of toxicity, codependency, and people-pleasing as we explore what it means to be the worshipped woman. If you are ready to heal, embody your worth, and raise your standards in life and love, you are in the right place. I am so happy to have you here. Now, let's get started. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to the podcast. Kelly Kristen here. I'm so very happy to have you here, and I'm really excited to get into today's topic. This is a question that I get a lot, but also something that literally like every woman that comes into my world has to deal with on one level or another, and that is going no contact with your toxic ex with the person that you just can't seem to quit. If you listen to um, the episode I did with Dr. Janie, that uh, love addiction where you feel like you just can't get away from this person, you are, you know, you don't even really understand yourself. So first I want to talk about just some things that that's all an indication of and then give you some really practical good tips for actually how to go no contact because I think that it's really really important so first I want you to realize that any time that you are feeling like I have to be with this person and it's this person and maybe you feel like you know what I don't even really like them that much but for whatever reason I have to reach out to them and you become like obsessed with them right and you just feel this unexplicable pull towards them that is a clear indication that you are dealing with some of your own wounds okay that's not love that's not like this is what love is and you just can't live without this person no if somebody's treating you badly and part of you feels like I know this person's not good for me I know this isn't right I really don't even like them a lot of times and you also feel like I have to be with this person there you know there's just something about them and you know why don't they want to be with me and you have like that anxiety about it that is clear 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 indication that you have some of your own wounding that is playing out here with this person now I did an episode on the podcast a while back where I talk about I believe it's titled the hidden things that are keeping you stuck in a, in toxic relationships and I really go into what are trauma bonds what is cognitive dissonance and how those playing things play together because anytime you're really feeling that pull that's what's happening it's that trauma bond it's that it's that wounded inner child and things are playing out really in order to be resolved but when we don't know that's what's happening it just feels very chaotic and out of control but those are indications that there's just something bigger at play And the real thing is, is that it doesn't even have to do with that person, that person that you're obsessing over, that person you feel like, oh my gosh, I just don't know why, but I love them or I have to be with them or I want to know what they're doing. 
it actually really doesn't matter who they are because it could be anybody that hits up on that wound within you. And this is coming to head in your life. Like it's coming out for you to deal with. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live in the way where, you know, you have these obsessive or, you know, people are really into, oh, I'm anxiously attached. And I I want to remind you that attachment theory is amazing and understanding how you might have certain attachments are great, but you can also change how you how you, you know, your attachment style, if you are somebody who is anxious and that's just kind of your baseline, well, you're not going to, you don't have to stay anxious for the rest of your life. And I really don't like when people are like, I am anxious. I have an anxious attachment style. That's who I am because it's like you're clinging to that as your identity, but it doesn't have to be that way. And it can be changed and it gets changed through relationships where you are mutually met like with a secure person where it enables you to be more secure and when you grow together in security that's how you guys can you know shift but if you're in a relationship and you are anxious and maybe you're with somebody who's avoidant and neither of you are working on that and you're certainly not working on it together it's just kind of a recipe for disaster right so that's kind of preliminary stuff right of what's going on and when you're separating and let's say you are that anxious person or you're just you know maybe you don't identify with being anxious but you definitely identify with like I don't know why I want to be with this person but I do and you go back and forth back and forth back and forth in and out of the relationship you know maybe you block them for two days and then you're right back in and you're just in that cycle here one thing is this if you are an addict of any kind and we'll use the AA um, metaphor here, right? If you know anybody who's been in Alcoholics Anonymous or NA, Narcotics Anonymous, or, or those kind of programs, right? The foundation of those programs are, you know, you can't have a, a little bit of alcohol, right? Like an alcoholic can't have a little bit of alcohol. It's not like you can have oh one shot and I'll be fine. Like I'll just stop drinking, right? Like alcoholics have a problem that once they start drinking, they don't stop drinking and then it hinders their life, right? Anytime that we're having, and that's really with any addiction, it's like once we start, we can't stop. We feel out of control and we feel powerless to it and it's hindering our own life and our own development. That means that you have a problem. So if you think about it in terms of that, if you are to, you know, unblock this person that you blocked so you can stalk them on their Instagram or whatever and see who they're following and do all of these kinds of things like that, it's really like if you were an alcoholic, you know, picking up a, a bottle of alcohol and like smelling it and romanticizing it and picking up a martini glass and swirling it around and putting it up to your nose and then pretending like you're somehow not going to drink it, right? So that's why it's a slippery slope. And this is why no contact is so powerful because then, okay, then let's say you're in that place, you unblock them. Well, then all of a sudden something's going to trigger you, something you've seen, and then you want to reach out to them because you want to know, do they still care about you? Do they still do all these things? All of these questions are flooding and flooding and flooding and flooding, right? That's why it's so dangerous. So we want to go no contact with this person. That's how you break the addiction. An alcoholic's not going to pick up a bottle of, you know, a martini, order, go to the bar, order a martini and sniff it. Like that doesn't even make any sense. So why are you unblocking this person and sniffing around on their Instagram, right? So that's kind of start 
no contact. No contact means like you block them on their phone number so they can't text you. You block them on WhatsApp. You block them on Instagram. You block them on Facebook. You block them on Snapchat, TikTok. I don't know how I'm, however many social media apps are in the world, but you block them. And here's the thing. I get that especially if you're feeling very raw, you are going to have a lot of resistance doing that. You're going to have a lot of resistance doing that. I know I certainly had a lot of resistance doing that when I left my relationship, even though I was like adamant, I am not going back. This was it. And I'll tell you that I almost found like some enjoyment out of how much that person was calling me, how much he was texting me. Like I almost kind of was like, ha ha ha, like you don't even (laughs) know what you lost, right? And then it became very very obsessive where you know that person is all of a sudden um calling me 30 times in a day when I'm like I was like at the time I was working in a meeting you know I'm in a meeting and my phone is just going on and on and on and on and on and on and my colleague looks at me he's like Kelly what the hell is going on and I was just like huh why am I letting this person still interrupt my day? You know, I didn't have any intentions of answering them. I didn't want to interact with them. And it was really just my own ego being like, oh, okay, well, I know that he still cares about me or I know that he regrets how he treated me or, you know, all of these things, right? Because it was making me feel better than having the reality of the situation be what it was, right? And that's just a slippery slope. Again, even if you're not planning on, you know, reaching out to that person or whatever. And my situation was a little complex because, you know, I had kind of escaped out of my house. I was trying to get things out of my house. And it was just like, it was honestly a nightmare. But I um, ended up having to just completely block that person. And then they ended up actually stalking me, coming to my work, following me places. I had to call the cops multiple times. It was not an easy process. So I, I know sometimes it is not an easy thing, but you have every right to call the cops over and over and over again. If you need to, you have every right to get a restraining order on people that do not treat you well, that you do not want to be around, that are not healthy for you to be around. Okay. So those are things that all can happen and it doesn't take much to get a restraining order. And you deserve your own peace. You deserve your own happiness. And you want to know what I find also kind of crazy and interesting about that whole thing is that these people that are very toxic, manipulative, and abusive all have very, very similar patterns. I can't tell you how many women that I have talked to, work with, that, you know, their ex is showing up at their job or showing up at their work or, you know, doing the same exact things, like word for word, same exact things that my ex was doing and, you know, a bunch of other women's exes were doing. So it's just very predictable behavior. And I hate to tell you, but it doesn't mean that they care about you. It doesn't mean that they really love you and that they're oh so sorry. It's just that they're upset that they don't have the power over you anymore. And they will do anything to get that power back. That's what they are about. That's what drives them. And that is what it is all about, isn't it? It isn't about you. It isn't about caring about you. It isn't about loving you. It is about, I need the power back over this person because I need power to feed me. I need power to feel good, you know? And the only reason that my ex really left me alone, which, you know, minus me calling the cops a bunch of times, was because he found somebody else very quickly that was, you know, he was able to feed off of. And I was 
happy about that because I got to be left alone. But that's what happens. And, you know, once they start getting supply and start can get power over somebody else, they'll eventually stop getting it from you or wanting to get it from you or needing to get it from you. And that can hurt. And I hear that from a lot of women as well where it hurts that they moved on so quickly or you know they just they just left and and didn't seem to care and that's the tough part because it feels like you never even really knew this person because this person you don't really know who they are they only show you the parts of them that they want to show you and it is very fake it's very convoluted and it's really really sad and that's also why these kind of behaviors are so predictable because it's just a power play it's not really who they are they're not showing you anything about themselves it's really just a power play and so i just want you to know that and going no contact although it might feel hard although it might feel like oh but i really really want to reach out to this person is the way that you're going to be able to create enough space from this person so that you don't get sucked back in so that you don't pick up that drink okay and the thing is is that i really want you to to focus one day at a time because if you right now sit there and say I'm never ever going to speak to this person again and it's never going to happen and that's what's going to happen. But then you have all of these thoughts about how you're going to, you know, you start thinking about how, oh, you miss them and this nice thing happened and this happened and oh, you know, but what if this, but what if that, but what if they change and all of these things, then you're going to be right back there at the bottle because forever feels like forever, right? I mean, it's like, gosh, have you ever said, I'm not going to eat this certain type of food anymore? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to eat that food. I got to eat that food. I got to eat that food. And then you end up binging on it because you told yourself that you weren't going to have it. The same with an alcoholic where it's like, you know, if, if you said, I'm never, ever going to drink again ever in my life, it feels very overwhelming. So I want you to do is say, take it one day at a time. Just one day at a time. That's it. Just not today. Just don't reach out to them today. Just don't speak to them today. Keep them blocked today. And if you can do that, the days are going to add up and then you're going to stop having to count the days because you're going to have, you're not going to be thinking about this person anymore. Now, during that time is really the time where you're going to want to start working on yourself. You know, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make over and over and over again in this, in this space, when you leave a toxic relationship is becoming obsessed with learning everything about narcissists and obsessed with learning everything you know oh well they did this and that's called this and and blah 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 and you spend so much of your time just going down this youtube rabbit hole i mean some of these narcissist channels have like millions and millions of views and people spend eight hours a day watching all about narcissists while ignoring yourself and that's a mistake I think learning is great. You need a certain amount of information, but the information that you need is not what is a flying monkey and what is hoovering and what is this and what is, it doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't matter. And it doesn't even matter if they're a narcissist or not. And it doesn't matter if they have a personality disorder or not. None of that matters. What matters is you, why you stayed with this person, why you accepted behavior that is not okay and how you are going to move forward and heal in your life. That is what matters. And you want to spend getting a little bit of information about it so you can validate your experience is healthy, it's good. 
but you need to spend like 90% of your time focused on you, especially when you go no contact. You don't want to go no contact and then devote your life to obsessing about everything that this person was. You want to devote your life to you. You were the most important person in your life. You were the person that you have to live with forever. You want to take care of yourself. And you deserve that. You deserve to be cared for. You deserve to take care of yourself. You deserve to work on yourself. You deserve to heal. And unless you have kids with somebody and you absolutely have to be in contact with them, there's absolutely zero point because it's never going to get you anywhere positive. And truthfully, even if you felt like, oh, they were my friend and we shared so much and all this stuff, I don't know how many people are on the planet, like 7.9 billion. You really think that you need to hang around with that one that was treating you like shit, that lied to you, that manipulated you and did all of these things? You don't. You don't need them. And the answer lies within you working on yourself and building up your self-esteem and building up your self-worth and learning what boundaries are and learning what are like the traits of a healthy person and who do I need to be to be in a relationship with somebody that's actually good for me? And how do you trust yourself, right? Because the thing is, is that a lot of us, I mean, I can't tell you how many women I've spoken to. It's like they know, you know, I just knew something was off here or I knew they were lying or I knew this or I knew that. But, you know, I just let it slide. I let it slide. I let it slide. How are you going to learn how to trust yourself if you keep telling yourself that you're wrong and keep sacrificing yourself for the sake of these relationships? That's what reclaiming your power is all about. Really establishing a strong personal identity, really rising into your personal power so that you don't allow people to sway you. So that you don't get stuck in these toxic cycles making excuses for people that are really just harming you. You deserve so much more than that. And if you are interested in working through that with me and a small group of women, I really, really invite you to check out the Heal, Rise, Thrive program. It is a group experience that is unlike anything else. It will give you the right information subconscious change work embodiment to actually heal rise into your power and become a woman who gets to experience the love that you really deserve so i will link that up in the show notes for you where you can see a short video where i talk a little bit more about it and see if you want to actually book a call with me to talk about it and see if the program is right for you i've had so many women go through that program and the results are incredible it works if you work it if you show up for yourself if you if you say yes i'm committed to myself and i'm committed to healing and growing really leaving that kind of relationship can be the biggest and best catalyst for growth in your life but time passing alone doesn't do anything it's what you do with that time that matters so if you're interested in that i will link that up in the show notes if you loved what you heard today, you feel like you know somebody else who needs to hear this, I ask that you please, please share it. It means so much to me when you share these episodes. Um, as always, if you love it, take a screenshot. Let me know you're listening. Tag me on IG at Miss Kelly Kristen. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon.